0: Ever wonder what it's like to face a 350-pound lineman who wants to smash you into the ground? I know what that feels like. Scott Mitchell here, and I want to tell you about my podcast, Helmets Off, where I talk about the pressures of being an NFL quarterback and some of the other pressures pro athletes face when the helmet is off. It's a podcast, and you can get it free on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and at kslsports.com.
1: I'm Scott Trout. CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell, where a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404.
0: Welcome to Innovation and Leadership. I'm Jess Larson. This is part two of our interview with Alex Gorachev. At
1: the end of the day, when you think about the roadblocks to innovation, right, um, it's not in the C-suite, right? I think everybody on the board and all the executives, they want a company to be innovative. When you think about the employees, the ones that are engaged, they want to be innovative, they want to change things. And the ones that are disengaged, uh, you know, some of them are probably disengaged because they were never heard.
0: I want you to tell me how to pronounce it. The,
1: your last that is, that is just fine that's yeah.
0: fine okay uh-huh. okay so managing director uh, Cisco innovation centers you know 200 billion dollar plus company 70,000 staff you've had a fun background at you know Stanford and IBM and Napster before the Cisco days um, I'd love to hear about you know ways that impacted uh, your, your time at Cisco um, but I, what I want to start off with is in part one of the interview you talked about the idea of not creating second-class citizens of like there's the people who innovate and the people who don't, but instead mm-hmm. creating these teams to facilitate. Can you can you talk to us a bit more about what that looks like at Cisco, a uh, facilitation team where you're helping anybody with good ideas, I assume?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, first of all, every year we run um, Innovate Everywhere Challenge. And look, there are a lot of companies that are running a challenge, uh, different innovation challenges. Um, I think what makes Cisco different is a: we run it once a year. We, it's open to all employees. We are looking for people that are actually looking to make those ideas happen, right? So it's not about people that are giving Cisco advice. It's about people that really want to make a difference and implement the ideas. And then we give them practical advice and ter- sorry, pra- tools in terms of advice, uh, coaching, resources, money, cash, equipment and even a corporate concierge, a person who can help them navigate a 70,000-people company. Um, and we actually require cross-functional teams. So this creates an environment where we go to to broadly to employees um, and no idea is big and small, right? The other thing that it truly allows us to do is to connect employees with strategy because as part of that... Um, as part of that effort, we actually go to every single organization at Cisco, and we ask them what their innovation ambition is. As you can imagine, Cisco is, an innovative, is a very innovative company, but in the beginning, right, we went to some teams, and I'm like, what's your innovation ambition? And the response would be, well, we can barely keep up with what's going on. Right? We're so busy. There's so much customer demand. And we help teams look beyond that. So not only we're helping our employees, but we're pushing the business to state what their goals are and then align our employees with company mission.
0: And and at a more granular level, like I think on your blog, it said you had almost 800 ideas last year from the challenge, Um, a a little more granular level. What does that look like helping them align? Is it a video that goes out? Is there a white paper that goes out to staff internally? Or what what does that look like?
1: Sure. So when we when we start a competition every year, we represent, first of all, we have a sponsor that's identified for every category and um, category typically maps to a business whenever that's marketing or social responsibility or finance or you know, networking security. And leaders of that organization talks about what's, um, what's important for them when it comes to innovation. And then the call goes out to all employees to submit ideas, which is, uh, which is pretty powerful because typically, you know, when you, when you work for a team, you would typically ask for, pe- for opinions, people in your team, right? Um, our employees are able to go and submit those ideas online. Um, and what's important about it, it's all in, in basically it's all viewed to every single employee in the company and it's searchable, therefore people can comment and they can join the team. And, um, so we give it a good two months for, for people to crystallize what their ideas are, and then we'll start evaluating the ideas. So the interesting part is if you can't convince, and don't hold me to the number, but if you can't convince hundred people to go and vote for your idea, we're not even going to look at it. right because as you know if you can't convince 100 people that your idea is good you certainly cannot build it right or you don't have the right skill on your team and then we narrow down to about two dozen Uh, we give um, a corporate concierge we give um, some resources tools and um, at that time we find a sponsor for each idea and then it goes for another gate and we get to six ideas and three winners and then three winners um, get a cash prize as well as cash towards building of their business, and um, and then they typically rotate into a new temporary role, which is about three months to go and implement that idea. Um, so it's it's certainly a fun adventure. Um, when we think about a thousand ideas, that's typically five to ten thousand people behind them from different teams. Most of them met online, um, and and then they realize that they have you know common interests and passions, just like me and my wife. We met on Match.com, um, and at the end of the day, you know we give these folks opportunity to to make it all happen. If you're in a you know in the top two dozen, you have uh, You you can certainly get in front of our CEO. There's a a certain prestige that comes with this. Um, The other, I think, unusual thing for a large company, we get you in front of customers, right? So we leverage innovation centers to connect uh, customers with the early prototypes of what we're doing. So again, it's it's a fun process. Passions run high. There are a lot of drama sometimes. <laughs> uh, but at the right, but at the end of the day, everybody wins. People get their valuable experience, customers get better products, and Cisco gets revenue and patents and and you know, talent and so many other things that are measurable. Um, so maybe you know, the one thing I wanna I wanna state that this is the this is the easiest program to justify because when i look at the kpis they're so obvious it's it comes down to revenue that's that's being created and i think many executives would agree that uh, most of the knowledge is within their company it's just how you unlock that knowledge and how you retain the employees and and get them to share the ideas versus being disengaged or going and building their own startup
0: yeah can you can you speak more to that
1: last bit um can you elaborate more yeah, on yeah. your question? Th-
0: this idea of, you know, really, I mean, what, what I felt like you're saying is, you know, engaging the employees in a way that they bring their brain to work instead of just their body to work and then bring their brain home and work on their own startup at home. Or, you know, this idea of them, it sounds like, you know, really feeling heard um, and, and that like, how do you unlock this employee potential is kind of what I felt like you were saying there.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think that's essential component right because I was um, you know after Napster I, I went to join Cisco and then I quickly realized that and it was a painful process that um, Napster or startup right startup is always is a team sport. Right until you're until you hit a certain size, right? Mm-hmm. And when you become a and when you become a and as a startup everybody wins, right? And when you become a large company, larger, 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 you know your founders disappear, uh, politics begin, a kind of the speed of execution slows down, and you become a large company. And large company is a political process. So when you think about the core difference, right, it's about people's ability to be heard and impact the world around them. When you're in a startup, you're powerful. You can change anything in your company, right, and and, and you're listened to. I think in a large company, when employees understand that company values innovation and that innovation is not only about creating a new product, but it may be about not doing a stupid thing again right It's about letting go of a process that no longer serves anybody right that certainly empowers all employees it makes them, it it makes them feel valued um and it makes them invest their time because at the end of the day we all go i mean cisco seventy thousand employees you know sometimes we might be frustrated with a thing or two, but we're all proud to work for Cisco. Cisco gives incredible opportunities for people to scale their ideas so as long as we're able to uncover those ideas in our employees and and put them together and create meaningful connections it tremendously benefits Cisco and it tremendously benefits our employees right because. It, it brings more joy in uh, um, in their life because they're able to experiment and impact the things that are that are going on at work, which is phenomenal
0: yeah you know um i'm really interested in, in an aspect of that when you think about ways to help employees feel more heard at work, what kind of advice do you have for um, you know things companies can do to help their managers have more habits of, of actually listening to their employees more instead of just delegating or what kind of thoughts do you have of, you know, how how direct supervisors can be more involved in helping all employees feel heard at work?
1: Well, I think uh, you, you know, you're you're highlighting a, a a big problem, right? Because um at the end of the day when you think about the roadblocks to innovation, right? Um, it's not in the C-suite, right? I think everybody on the board and all the executives, they want a company to be innovative. When you think about the employees, the ones that are engaged, they want to be innovative, they want to change things. And the ones that are disengaged, uh, you know, some of them are probably disengaged because they were never heard or valued. Right. So the biggest threat to innovation are middle managers. Right. And it's it's I think that any company that is going through a process, getting the middle managers on board is uh, is essential. And um, I think it really comes down to two things. Well, it comes down to celebrating the managers that are very innovative. And every time we run a challenge, we see that a lot of participants they with great ideas, they come from same management. And not always about ideas in their team, right? About the ideas in their product portfolio, it's about something else in the company. So it's celebrating and highlighting managers that are inclusive. Um, That's the first thing. And I think the second thing is actually encouraging all sorts of rotations and stretch assignments, right? Because when you think about the manager's kind of roadblock, it's all about, why are you working on a problem that belongs in a different uh, business unit or this thing? This is not a part of your job. So as long as we have a, this is my job and not my job mentality, Innovation as a culture is not going to be successful, right? So rotationals, celebrating managers that are inclusive, and most importantly, KPIs, right? Because at the end of the day, you can manage if you can measure, and I think getting, getting, getting uh, managers measured and accountable on people that are involved with stretch assignments and uh, projects outside of the team or new ideas or a percent of the budget spent on that, tying manager compensation to the performance of the team in that area will do wonders, right? Because somehow then the time will materialize and managers, when they plan things, they will allow for more capacity and exploration outside of their teams.
0: Yeah. Well, a couple questions I have. One, um, you mentioned a cash prize for people that win the challenge. Do you guys disclose publicly how much those cash prizes are?
1: Oh, we definitely do. We actually, um, I'll come back to that in a second, but we actually have the whole process of the challenge documented in white papers. And we work with a lot of our customers and help them, uh, implement similar processes because there's a lot of interest, um, specifically to the cash prizes. I believe it's about $150,000, um, to be split
0: amongst the team or what's the,
1: to be split amongst the team evenly, um, tax-free, right? So Cisco takes, uh, uh, taxes on top of that, plus the same amount of money in investment towards your venture.
0: Nice. Um, so your white papers about this process is that available on the website, or is that something you just offer to your customers?
1: Uh, definitely, if you go on Cisco.com, you'll you'll find plenty of. Uh, yeah, and if you search for Innovate Everywhere Challenge, you'll find the white paper. Uh, we're actually working on productizing uh, the challenge. When I say productizing, it's just distilling into more of a ready-to-use blocks and putting it on the public domain uh, for anybody to use.
0: Well, uh, when when you do that, you know we'd love to have you back on the show and come talk about it. I'd love to. Um, so the next thing I want to hear about is um, I, I really love this idea of celebrating the managers who are allowing and promoting innovation. You know, this idea of you get what you pay for is something that uh, I feel like a lot of us could benefit from. Of you don't always have to pay with money. You know, paying with celebration, paying with it, paying with attention, is kind of another form of attempt of payment. Um, can you talk about what that looks like at Cisco, you know, celebrating these managers that innovate or promote innovation?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think recognition goes a um, goes long way. I mean, a lot of people, um, you know, money is not the only driver, right? It's about being recognized. Um, so what we do is we celebrate them on company meetings. We send emails. We have uh, short videos. Um, our CEO might drop an email uh, to a manager saying, hey, you know, so... There's so many people from your team that are, um, that are participating in a certain uh, project. So bottom line, it comes, it comes down to three things. A, we celebrate them um, with all employees at company meetings, so that it's very known that, that there are people that are driving this. And we, we spotlight them on videos and brand videos. And that's a certainly very valuable. The second thing is we let their peers know that, hey, they have some very innovative peers and this is what they did to to be successful. And last, we want to make sure that our senior executive leadership of the company knows and that they find a few minutes in their day to, um, uh, to make a phone call or drop an email. And again, that goes a long way.
0: I love it. Well, listen, uh, we, we appreciate all the time you spent with us here today. If people want to hear more about what you're doing. Uh, I understand you've contributed to Forbes and is connecting on LinkedIn a good way or what's, what you know, the Cisco blog, what's a what's good way for people to find out more and connect with you or follow what you're writing these days? Um,
1: I'm... Either one of the ways that you've mentioned is fine. Dropping me a note on LinkedIn is uh, certainly is very convenient, and I will make sure to respond. I think uh, um, when I connect with people in similar roles and in the companies, I learn about all sorts of challenges. And there's so many things that we've learned as, as a company from talking to our customers. So it's uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, no company can do this alone, and the folks on the show can certainly count on me in sharing whatever I know to make their companies. Uh, a bit more successful when it comes to innovation culture.
0: I love it. Well, thanks again uh, Thanks again for making time to be on the show.
1: Happy to do this. Okay, bye.
0: Well, that's it for the episode. One other thing I wanted to tell you about, if you'll remember the guys from Convoy uh, in episodes back, Ken Free and Trent Mano, I went on one of their CEO trips to New York and I met a guy named Brent Thompson, very successful entrepreneur. He was former CEO of Jive Communications, big uh company now i think three or four hundred million dollars anyways he uh, he started a new company called blip billboards.com i'm super stoked they're a sponsor now but I, I remember a year and some ago when i met him i thought it was genius instead of having to buy six months or a year's worth of billboard um, for thousands of dollars you can buy eight seconds at a time for like 10 or 20 cents you pick what billboard you want it on what time of day you want it to run and it just puts so much power in the hands of of marketers and CEOs who want to try something and see if it works. You can buy as many or as few as you want, change it as many times as you want. Uh, I think now our podcast is being advertised on billboards in like 18 different states because we have these guys as sponsors. We're pretty excited about it. Hope you check out blipbillboards.com. Thanks. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Oh, the moon, yeah.